Hey there, Whiskey Noobs. Yet another announcement to start off an episode. I promise I won't keep doing this. Last week, it was a merch announcement, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the Whiskey Noobs merch, make sure you go check that out. You can find it through either of my social media channels. But this week's announcement is that there will be no episode next week. I will be taking a much-needed break. So if you notice that I'm not on Instagram or TikTok as much for about a week, that is why I'm not quitting. I'm not taking an extended or dramatic break or anything like that. Just a little bit of time off and I will be back to the regularly scheduled show as of next week. Thank you guys so much for the support. We have a lot of exciting things coming up in the new year and I will let you get back to your regularly scheduled Whiskey Noobs program. Let's start there. Let's start there. So um, (laughs) things have changed since you've been here last. God, it's been a while since I've been on now. Yeah. I want to see if you can remember. This doesn't even look like the same room. Yeah, it's basically not the same room. This is kind of like my first job out of college. When I first started there, we were renting space out of... So it was like an offshoot of the manufacturer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we were working in a rented space in the manufacturer's built like shop. Yeah. While we build it. Okay. And I was working at a half kitchen table with like people grinding metal next to me. <laughs> and so like I had to like get one of those keyboard air duster things. Yeah. Because it would just be full of metal shavings by like noon. No kidding. Yeah. That's basically what this room used to be. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah. a half kitchen table on the yeah. side. And now it's like yeah. a legit studio. Now it's it's made for podcasting now, um, which for those <laughs> listening, that will be. I haven't unveiled it yet. So it will. It might be by the time this comes out. But I, I'm waiting on a couple of finishing touches before I do the before and after on, on TikTok and Instagram. But I love the shelves. Thank you. I mean, yes. you had these shelves before right yes i okay. just added the third below yeah. it to... i just i like the brackets i don't know oh yeah big in the brackets here yeah they're like <laughs> not floating but they're they're more discreet you know yeah yep it's like the industrial look mm-hmm. you know? exactly yeah so for those listening you may or may not recognize that voice if you're newer here you probably, probably don't, don't. <laughs> i want to see if you can guess your most recent episode but first i am speaking with zach welcome back to the show You've been a busy guy a little bit (laughs) for a a while. (laughs) Too much work. Yeah. So for those of you who maybe had your money on like a falling out or something, (laughs) he's just been very busy. We do still hang out sometimes, but podcasting on a weeknight is a lot harder than. Yeah. It sucks because I I moved closer. So I thought I'm going to be able to see everyone and do more. And then all of a sudden I was working 80 hours a week and I was like, live right here. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. So speaking of that. Can you guess what your last episode was? Do you know to start? I do. I looked it up before you because I didn't know off the top of my head. <laughs> so I was on a Glenn Fittich episode. Yes. With Scotch. But I don't think that was the most recent one. I thought I was on one more after that. I need to think. It was it was it just Glenn Fittich? That was all we drank? No, we did two scotches, right? On my last episode? Yeah, on your last episode we did. I don't remember if I don't no, it wasn't it wasn't Glenn Fittich, though. It was something different. So your last episode was, we're on, this is 84. That yeah, we're I was about recording. to say, you're in the 80s now. I know yeah. that. This is 84. Your last was 54. Oh, that's so not as long as I thought. 30 In episodes. episode numbers. I mean, it's, a, it, it's I, I was weeks. thinking I was in the 30s. Yeah. My oh, last yeah. one. So. Yeah. So um, it was Highland versus Lowland Scotch. It was when we had the um, the Akintoshan. That's right. Akintoshan. Yes. Yep. yep. So that was, that was a fun episode as well. So it has been a minute, but I had scotch coming up and I thought I'm going to book you a month in advance. So I started messaging you like a month ago. <laughs> you did. To, I was like, you got any time this week? You got any time this week? Uh, so so we, we worked it out. 
And now we have another scotch. This I don't know if this is going to be up your alley or not. This is going to be a little bit different of a scotch. Um, but it, it has a pretty unique finish to it, and we're going to do some kind of fun stuff. I haven't with it. seen I I mean I saw what it is, but I haven't seen the front label, so I don't exactly know which of theirs it is. Yes, that's a good point. So you don't know the <clears throat> I've had their finish. fifteen year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried it at a bar, so I haven't actually owned a bottle of it. So Right, which is always like sometimes if you try it at a bar and you're not paying close enough attention, then you buy a bottle and it tastes different yeah. than you thought it was going to be. But it was pretty it was okay. I mean, it wasn't like my my go-to. I mean, I'm assuming from the the color and the label that this is not one of their typical scotches. This is not. Um I don't know, I'm more into like the island scotches. Island Oh, like, yeah, I know. Uh, you're into the like darker, the peatier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is Glenlivet is what we're talking about. This is their Caribbean Reserve. So that's why I'm not sure if you're going to like it or not. We'll see. Sounds so, fruity. Yes, it's going <laughs> to be most likely fruity. I mean, they even make it look a little fruity with the yeah. with the orange labels and stuff. Got they, apple vibes from the label. Yeah. Yeah. So this is finished in Caribbean rum barrels. Oh. And that gives it ideally some pretty tropical-ish type notes. So we're going to see if that's truly the case or not. But we're also going to put a twist on it today. Today, I have three glasses in front of you. It was originally going to be two, and last minute, we decided when we were talking about it, I was like, oh, let's add a wine glass. So, Because you've mentioned that on the show before. I have, yeah. I've mentioned to people, I like Glencairn's the most, or Tulip Shape in general. And then if I can't get one, if I'm at a bar and there's no Glencairn's or anything like that, then I like to go to a wine glass if they have them, because it has a similar shape to it. It focuses those fumes. Um, and then we also just have a plain, very cylindrical, just rocks, low ball, tumbler, whatever you want to call it, old-fashioned glass. And we're going to see the differences between these three. Now, I actually have done this before. We've talked about it before on the show. Um, I actually looked it up. It was episode 48 with Justin. Um, we did low ball versus Glencairn. I remember listening to that. Yes. And it was a little different, though. So the, what we did was we we put a pour in each of them and tried them and talked about things we liked more or less about each. I wanted to do something different because I had this thought that, you know, really we should try smelling them blind because the whole point of the Glen Cairn is that you smell it and it's supposed to make it way easier to nose. So really we should do a blind smell. You can't really do a blind tasting. You'll be able to tell which cup you're tasting out of, <laughs> but <laughs> I needed a partner for this episode. Thus, the reason you're here. We're going to hold them in front of each other's noses and see if we can guess which is which is mm. which. Now there's three of them. I mean, I'm really interested to see the difference. So when I first moved into the house we built, <clears throat> yeah, we brought almost nothing because two cars, you can only fit so much stuff, you know, brought right. things to sleep on rather than, you know, household <laughs> things. But right. I had stemmed wine glasses and I poured whiskey for getting the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That night, right? And you can't agitate it with a stem, really, because it's weird to oh, spin it. You know, <laughs> right? Good point. Yeah, it's like so. Like the nose really has no. Yeah, I don't know. So that'll be interesting. Then yeah. it's kind of hard to. It's a weird grip to be. I would guess that a Glencairn in the wine glass will be somewhat similar. I'm hoping so. That's my hope because I love Glencairn. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's just it's unreasonable at some places that just don't have them. Yeah, if you're not at like a whiskey bar. Yeah, I feel like a lot of places, why would they have Glen Cairns taking up space? Exactly. I mean, even one of the most expensive single pours that I've ever had was um, Old Rip Van Winkle Tenure. And it was at a bar that didn't have Glen Cairns. And so I, was, I got a snifter instead, 
which I don't have actual like wine snifters. Those like the short little plump stem, I believe. Um, but I don't they have probably those. have like a similar. I'm gonna sound really stupid. Like a similar volume to opening. Yeah. Ratio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you were to pour like a whole glass of wine, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Versus like the the small ones, like the amount of volume, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing I'm worried about is with you know with whiskey you only pour like an ounce. Right. With the large opening at the top, I'm wondering does the shape even matter or is it going to be equally problematic because It's probably problematic. I I'm hopeful, but <laughs> yeah. it's probably going to be better than a low ball and yeah, worse than a Glencairn. Right. <laughs> so there's only one way to find out. So we're going to start with the blind glass tasting. I was going to do the other way around. I was going to do the Glenlivet tasting, but I thought, you know, Really, the best way to know this is going to be to try it in all three of these glasses. We'll have a really good idea for it, I think. So I will go ahead and pour those real quick. And also, I'm going to probably after pouring them because I need to focus on pouring and not spill it everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to talk about what exactly the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve is a little bit more. Okay, so I have them poured out now and we have an even amount. So we, I don't, I didn't want to pour less in the non Glencairn glasses. So we combined them all into one glass and we're going to just pour it from glass to glass when we do the, the blind smelling, the blind nose. Um, but real quick, so Glenlivet Caribbean reserve. So as I mentioned, these, this is aged in uh, Caribbean rum barrels. It's a single malt scotch. It's 40% alcohol by volume. And as per the usual with Glenlivet, it is from the Highland region of Scotland. So we actually just talked about your last episode was Highland versus Lowland. This is the Highland region. Think um, Macallan, think Glenmorangie, those sorts of things are as far as what we've had on the show. Um, so between the two, I do prefer this. You prefer the unique finish, you mean, or what? No, 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 Highland. Oh, you prefer Highland versus Lowland. I th- yeah, I think you did. I do. I think so, <clears throat> if I remember that episode correctly, but it was so long. That's like half a year. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I've lived in this house that long. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think maybe you did. So, um, at Which least I it, didn't know coming in, because I think McAllen was really all I had explored. Probably... Um, I think you had a peated Highland before, like it's made as if it was Isla where it's got the peat mm-hmm. to it, but I think it was a Highland if I remember correctly. I don't remember. I don't remember for certain. It wasn't one that we've had on the show. Maybe I'll add a new sure. one here. Yeah, we'll find out. This isn't peated at all. So this is going to be very light, probably mm-hmm. fruity because of the Caribbean casks, Caribbean rum. Now, is this hard to get? No, this should be very easy to get. Glenlivet, is, that's one thing I like about Glenlivet. Well, I, actually, I know Glenlivet's not hard to get because I see right. that almost every time I go in. I just mean this Caribbean. No, this one's not. They do a couple different ones. I don't know off the top of my head. A couple different unique finishes and stuff that they all, they're all very accessible, which is pretty nice. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? What we're going to do, we're just going to hold one up and say okay and then hold the second one up and say okay i like number one or number two better and hold the third one up i like number one number two or number three better maybe we'll throw out a couple notes if we if we feel like we can i'll go first okay all right so close your eyes i'm leaving the mic for a second and we're gonna just you'll just say just number one number two number three and then maybe some notes that you get from okay well maybe you should mix it up because uh 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not just gonna hold it. Because <laughs> I know which one the the whiskey was in at this point, right? <laughs> right. All right. right. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. All right. So don't move your head too much. Okay. Number one. Number one. Oh my God! It's definitely apples. <laughs> okay. Apples hit you hard up front, but uh, I don't know. Let me get one more of that. There's syrup, so it's like. I would say typical scotchy syrupy smell on the nose, but then definitely get hit hard with apples. Like not to the degree of like, not to talk badly about crown, but crown is almost like a fake apple smell, like more like an apple sucker. Mm -hmm. This is like a real like red apple. Okay. All right. All right. Glass number two, no leaning. Same notes, a little stronger. I would prefer number two. Okay. Um, and not stronger in like a alcohol sense, like stronger in like a, the flavors were more distinct and more concentrated. I feel like. Okay. That's the same one. Just make sure you're standing by it. Mm. I don't oh, know. I spilled a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> still there? Yep. It's still in front of you. Okay. Just making sure you didn't move it back a little. I don't know. Now it's not so strong as the first one. So I'm thinking my pouring agitated it. It so. might have. Yeah, because it was really strong when you first got it up to my nose. Now it's not so much. Okay. Um, I would say number one. I got better. I got the apple a lot better than the less agitated amount. Okay. Number one. I will uh, We'll do all three again, <clears throat> but let's get to okay. three. Maybe give it a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because there was a sig- like I would have thought that you poured it into a different glass for the second time you held that up. Okay, I think I bet that's it. Get some fumes out. Okay, it's in front of you. Number three. Definitely still number one. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That one was probably the least on the nose that I got of all three. Okay. Okay. Now let's run through them in the same order again. Okay. Back to number one. I like class. it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a second to get the fumes out because that variable we did very not... obviously made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when it's there. Yep. I'm kind of blowing the fumes off. I like it. Lightly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one. Still apple syrup. A weak sense of the alcohol that's in it. Nothing harsh, but I'm still. Still sticking with number one at this point. Okay. But the apples, the apples, delightful. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, I'm letting number two chill for a second. And I feel like a lot of fruity stuff is like, it's some kind of tropical fruit, but this one is like distinctively apple. Okay. It's not like it might be a pear, might be a peach, might be an apple kind of flavor. It's like, it is apple. Okay, okay. All right, number two. See, that one's harsher with the alcohol. So I would stick with one. It's it's similar similar on the nose, but definitely more of a harsh alcohol cover-up of the flavors. Okay. All right, last, last one, number three. <clears throat> Let it rust a second. Hmm. I mean, I would rank them one, two, or one, three, two. One, three, two. Yeah. Okay. So when do I get to find out? 
Okay, so I don't know <laughs> if anybody could hear my talking or not. I tried to talk towards your microphone. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, so I did pour it into the Glen Cairn. That way you wouldn't know which was which was which. And um, a couple of things that I mentioned while I was standing up there, <laughs> in case people couldn't hear me, I think when I originally poured it into glass number two, I agitated it like majorly because you're pouring whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And- so basically I got one and it was like, Good flavor profile, definite apple syrup. And then you poured it in and held it up to my nose. And it was like, that is the most strong apple smell I've ever... That was like smelling a freshly cut apple shoved into your nose. Okay. And then you held it back up and I was like, is it there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely agitated it. Definitely have to give it a second. Um, But yeah. Okay. I'm interested to see what 132 is. All right. So I'll tell you your results and then then we'll go and the pressure will be on me. So, you selected number one, Glen Cairn. Okay. Number two, which was... So, your your rank number two, which was glass number three, wine glass. And then your rank number three, which was glass number two, was the lowball glass. Wow. And that's why I thought, because I'm like, well, I poured into there kind of aggressively, and all the fumes are just going to escape immediately because of the lowball. And I thought, he's probably just getting pure <laughs> I got nose. Bl- I, didn't even, I didn't even inhale. At no the kidding. point of that, I was like, "Oh, this has to be a Glen Karen because it's great." Yeah, yeah, okay. That yeah, but that's, that makes I sense. mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So it at does. least that's how it went, and it was like telling because you get the wider the rim, I would expect that you get more of the alcohol escaping. Right. Yes. Right? More so fumes leaving it. It was definitely a ranking that aligned with like most to least alcohol and most to least flavor. Yeah. And so that was something you said that I really want to highlight is I think what Justin and I said in the last time we did this when it wasn't blind was that with the low ball, you get stronger alcohol in the Glen Cairn, which is what Glen Cairn advertises is you get less of the alcohol burn, more of the flavors because you're farther from the alcohol but all the flavors are condensed right there at the top. After doing that, that's definitely one that's not one of those whiskey myths. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if it's <laughs> I mean, the same we'll way see, for we'll me. We'll see if it carries for you. Now the pressure's on. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go ahead at and At least I didn't drop eyes. the ball there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, try to keep in the same proximity away from my nose, and I did spill uh, I'll just definitely a droplet let on the, you, uh, so Oh, you're fine. But I'll let the, uh, the uh, gases escape there a little bit. Yes. Now we know. It makes more sense. <laughs> All right, eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. I'm gonna tilt my mic towards me. I'll just lean. Okay, here's my mic. Okay. All right, number one. Number one. Ooh. Yeah. So it's definitely. I'm gonna lean towards my mic now. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So. So it's definitely grainy. It's definitely um, got the malt to it. Strong fruit, like you said, though. I mean, like stronger than you might expect. Um, you said apple, I can totally see like a, a red apple. I'm going to throw in a little bit of like, like citrus zest, more like the smell of citrus zest. Like if you squeeze, like if you express citrus for an old fashioned and less like the taste of like an orange. So I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Number two. Is it in front of my nose? It is. Wow. Okay. Okay. Number Number two, way harder to smell. Um, when I first smelled, I, I actually didn't know it was in front of my nose at first. Took a deeper breath, and then I caught. It was like all the same flavors, just weaker. So, um, yeah. 
No initial ranking? Okay, yeah. So initial ranking, I will say number one was better than number two. Um, but eh, yeah, yeah, I would say number one was better than number two. Number three. Number three. Okay. All right, is it kind of lean forward now? Yes. Okay, number three was really strong flavors. I'm really torn. I definitely need to do one and three again. One's pro or not one, but like one of them is probably the Glencairn. Um, it, I'm hoping, but it was way stronger. Number three was way stronger, but I'm, it might be just in comparison to number two, which I barely smelled. So I'm not sure there. Um, I felt like with number three, I got more of the fruitiness awkwardly. Like I, I got more fruitiness and less of the malty type flavor. Um, so I'm going to do, let, let's try all three of them again. Okay. You said you got more fruit with the last one than number one. Yes. Okay. More fruitiness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't be psyching me out. <laughs> In front of you. Okay. Okay. Can we go straight to number three real quick? Yes. Cause they're both, they both got a lot of flavor. Okay. All right. Let's, my, we got to do number two one yeah, more time just to be two. fair. Yep. Is it there? It is now. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I was like, definitely harder to smell number two. Okay. So I'm going to say official rankings. Number three, I could smell the easiest. Number one, I could smell very, it was close, actually. It was pretty close. And then number two, I could smell the least. Number three, I got more fruit. Number one, I got more grain. None of them, I wouldn't say any of them had super strong alcohol. Maybe number two, I'm getting confused now. Yeah, number two, because I had to breathe so hard to smell it, to get the nose from mm. it. So, okay, so are they cleaned up now? I can open they my are. eyes. All right. I, I poured that, re-poured them twice, so you have no idea. Ah, good call. I don't have any <laughs> idea. All right, so to recap, I said number three was the best, number one was next, and it was close, and then number two was by far the least strong what so yours is interesting oh gosh hit so me with it. your number one is number three right yes that's a weird sentence your your best one was number three yes that's actually the wine glass was it really it is. okay and your second ranking is the first one yes that's actually the the low ball no it's not it is so the worst was the glen the worst for you is the glen karen now i think it could be because the glen karen does take more effort to nose yeah so i feel like you had to nose it so hard without your eyes open like taking yeah. away one of your senses yeah makes you nose it so hard that you pull the alcohol that so would be my guess here was a theory that i had not to excuse the fact that i got it wrong but here was a theory that i had when i was doing it for you was does your nose need to be closer to the rim with the glen cairn because the rim is so much smaller so what I tried for you was I would let you smell it initially yeah, for a little while, and then I would slightly agitate it by spinning it on okay. all of them. So that way the Glen Karen didn't get a disadvantage. That was my thought. Yeah, because that's my – I wonder, since the opening is smaller, if you need to be closer to it. So let, let's try this. Let's try this not to just excuse myself, but we should try this not Well, blind. the only thing I could think, too, before we do it again is – or knows it – is I feel like the Glen Karen's biggest advantage is whiskeys that are strong on the nose. Okay. 
for the nosing portion. So I feel like its advantage weakens once they're not that strong. And like, although this has really good flavors on the nose, I don't think they're like strong enough that the Glencairn has like a major advantage. Right, right. That's what that's what makes me wonder. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try both. I'm gonna try the wine and the Glencairn real quick. I am bewildered. I think that you should you should go to the the lowball. Lowball was my number two. Yeah. Okay. So I think you should go right to that because I think you'll. I don't know. You might. It might be noticeable now that you can actually nose it. I feel like it will, but I, then I feel like it's an excuse. You know, <laughs> it's hard to say. But I do, I'm just curious now. I think I can see it. Like I can see that it's not too different. So here, here's the thing. A couple things. First of all, I wonder if the stronger alcohol burn is one of the factors that I was like, oh, I can smell it stronger. Like my nose was more stimulated. Yeah. Maybe. And then something that I'm thinking we did differently when we did it. So let me ask you without telling you my mm-hmm. answer. Were you holding it so that my nose was near the center, the center of the glass like this or more near the rim of the glass like this? So I did the center, especially the second time around, but I tried to keep it from the alcohol from being shifted towards the rim because I didn't want to give an advantage to the the wine glass or the low ball. Okay. Because more of it would shift towards the outer rim. Okay, that makes sense. Because of the shape. See, now if I just hold them up to my nose and I touch the rim to my lip, I feel like I can smell it in the Glencairn way more. The flavors, I'm that is? I'm stumped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stumped. I am pretty mind blown by this. I almost I want to try it one more time. Can I try it one more time? Yeah. I'm so I want to see if this is repeatable <laughs> or not. I'm gonna pour them into the wine glass. Just trying the Glencairn and the Yeah, let's just do Glencairn and Lowball. Keep okay. it simple. Number one's easier. Number one's more flavor. Number one was more flavor? Number one was more flavor. <laughs> well, you got it right that time. What the heck? Is it is it seriously just not enough difference to even notice? I don't think, like I said, I think that the Glencairn's advantage is ones that are strong with their nose. And be. I don't think that this one is that strong. Like, I think if I did that test again, I could easily do what you did. Uh, yeah, it's it. I'm stumped. So for those of you who didn't hear, because I, I just realized that we were both leaned away from our mics. I did it again, just lowball versus Glencairn. And that time I picked the Glencairn. Both times I shut. I am stumped by that. And maybe it's one of those snooty things. I don't know. I feel like I don't like not to diss the host, but I thought I don't know. I I really got it. Yeah. With the Glen Karen, but like I said, if I did it again, I might not. I also I mean, I'm probably better at holding it up to your nose than you are for me. I'm I'm just better at things. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm genuinely because so here's the thing. And I'm not just saying this because you saw me. You held them both to my nose that time. Yeah. One, two. And I got it immediately. That time, it seemed like such a stark, obvious difference. Like when you did it that time, I was like, okay, one is stronger. And I was fully committed to if one's the low ball, I'm committing one is stronger. You know what I mean? I even (laughs) thought that. I thought maybe one's the low ball. I was like, no, I'm just... I'm fully committing to this. The other thing is the timing here. I mean, when you're doing it blind and we're pouring it from glass to glass to glass, like there's less consistency. Yeah. If we were able to pour the same amount in all three, it might be. And they sat for a minute. I almost wonder if we should have done it that way. Hmm. Maybe that's a future episode. Maybe maybe we'll... Let's review this actual whiskey that we haven't even yeah. tasted yet. <laughs> and then maybe we'll put them side by side. I'm very... I wonder if... Because you at first said... 
the low ball was the strongest, like your first initial. I'm wondering if the agitation has plays a the really agitation big role. might play a big role because I would have I would have picked the low ball I believe right because that was yeah. my number two yeah so I would have picked the low ball if you didn't let it die down and we obviously weren't sitting here with a timer judging out each time that it sat between agitation so yeah that could be I mean I think the other takeaway from this is like when people argue over which one's the best like it's not. It's not this monumental difference. I think that's the huge takeaway. So, I mean, because I've always said Glen Cairns are by far my favorite. But I also say, you know, drink it how you like it. And Glen Cairns are not a necessity. They're not like a, a barrier to entry. Like, you have to have a Glen Cairns. Yeah. Like, if you can't get find Glen Cairns in the store and you're like, you have a glass that you want or a bottle that you want to try, like, don't wait for your Amazon order. Right, exactly. I think I think that's a huge takeaway from this. So let's um, and okay. So here's another point. Actually, we'll have to do that side by side at the end here because I just had a thought. Maybe the real takeaway is agitation is way more important than glass than shape. shape. Yeah, I was about to say because if I agitate the wine glass and I don't agitate the Glencairn, I'm going to pick the wine glass. Right. Most likely. Which, to the benefit of the creators of the Glencairn, that's part of what they say as well, is it's easier to agitate. It is easier. That's, and that's what I was getting into at the beginning, is that when I had a stemmed wine glass, right. it was it's more difficult to <laughs> agitate because you feel like you're whipping the thing around. <laughs> right. It's at the end of a whole stem. All right. Well, let's quit teasing the folks and let's actually review this. So yeah, I'm kind of I have high hopes after the nose. I do too. The, the nose is delightful. I hope the fruit flavor holds. Yes, this I'll say it right off the bat. This is not for your average bourbon drinker. This is it's malty and light and very fruity in a non-bourbon type of fruit. It's not the the cherries with cinnamon, the apple pie type of apples. It's not like that. This is like fresh fruit. Yeah. Very. This is like red delicious. Exactly. That's <laughs> that was the apple I was picturing was a very red, you know. Yeah. And there's no confusion with like other tropical fruits here. Is it like I feel like a lot of bourbons I can shoot to like a pear stuff like that and this one is not. Yeah, I agree cuz I don't Let me let me take another smell. Yeah, I don't I'm trying to th- run through tropical fruits like I'm thinking there's not really any pineapple here. Um you could maybe, and I think this is just because of the maltiness, say maybe a touch of banana, but I think I'm forcing it to be a banana by, you know, I'm trying to think of these tropical Something fruits else, yeah. while I'm smelling it. Um, I think <sighs> it's strong. See, did you get a banana with Brothers Bond on the nose? Oh, yeah. See, because that's now my standard for banana, and this is not banana. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, a lot of these flavors are relative, so I could yeah. see banana, apple, because it's got but it's the, definitely like apple is my first thought for sure yeah there's no nuttiness though no and it's got a strong i think what i'm attributing to the banana is like it's got a maltiness with like a honey and that's almost given me like because you picture like i always picture banana like banana nut or like like a honey type um so maybe mm. that's what i'm thinking but the one thing i'll say that i think is different from me to you is i i think i get more orange than i get apple I do see the apple. I'll be definitely, it's definitely a red apple. It's definitely not like a green sour apple. Um, But I do see that. But I think I get, I might get more orange. Orange? I don't not see the orange. Yeah. I see an orange more than a banana. Agreed. But I mean, apple 
red, dark red, juicy apples. My, it's there. It's there for sure. All right, let's go ahead and get the palette here real quick. Fair warning, just another cop out for me to be able to be bad at this. Um, I burnt the heck out of my tongue yesterday, <laughs> so we're gonna see how my taste buds do. Ooh, I really like this actually. There's something specific that I like about this, but I'll let, I'll let you talk about it first. I don't want to poison your thoughts. So there's definitely a fruitiness. I feel like the fruitiness doesn't last all that long, but it's still there. And the fruitiness kind of comes back as I sit. And it's holding for a long time. Like, this is a long-lasting flavor from this. I get almost... I get some kind of nuttiness. I don't really know what it is. Like an unsalted walnut. <laughs> walnut. Very specific. <laughs> I was thinking maybe more almond for me, but... I mm, see, that might that might be it. It's, but it's like one of those, like, dark on the outside, light on the inside nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm picturing, like, the, the slightly bitterness of, like, an un... Not like a roasted wa- almond, but just That's like why a, I said unsalted. Like, yeah. non-roasted, unsalted, like, raw walnut. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. Um, the thing that I like about this, and maybe this is what it is for you, is it has these sweet bright flavors similar to a monkey shoulder or a um and you know just something that's nice and light like that um a monkey shoulder a glenmorangie obviously this has way more tropicalness to it but it also has a lot more pop than those do like it it really it's less mellow probably a little less approachable for a newer guy it dries your tongue out a little bit it does dry your tongue out yeah yeah being that it's 40 percent, that was my next comment is this dried my tongue out way more than anything i can think of that's 40 percent. right and a single malt because a lot of times the malts will have that nice kind of oily um but i think the fruit flavor up front that i get like as soon as it passes my lips covers up the initial moisture sucking (laughs) nature of this whiskey no i agree that's 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 what I'm thinking too. Is it has a a pop of flavor to mm-hmm. it that takes your mind off of what's going on in your in your mouth on your tongue, and then I agree with what you said. Um, the fruit fades out a little bit, and the maltiness really shows up with a little bit of that malt bitterness mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of honey alongside it. I, I think for me, it's honey, um, and then on the finish, it just continues to kind of linger. I agree with you, though. I mean, I've already even eaten dinner, so my palate should be weighed down a little bit, and I can still taste it. It's still, it's got a pretty long finish. It has a an extremely long finish, considering. And I, I don't think this is a very expensive one. I believe this is rather affordable. Um, I will look that up as we do this review here. For Scotch, I think they're fifteen years, relatively affordable too. Glenlivet is, in general, comparing to other scotches, it is relatively affordable and relatively accessible easy to find at least here (laughs) yeah at least here so this is 45 bucks which when you compare some scotches that's that's not bad uh let me look up that 15 i know they have a 12 as well which is pretty cheap i want to say they're 15 it was similar price to that so 15 is french oak it's actually a little bit more it is 70 dollars turns out used to be 80 how about that saving money nowadays i might have to get a coupon yeah big big coupon guy here (laughs) no uh (laughs) but i think um i would also venture to say the fruitiness is more pronounced on the nose and it hits you when you first take that sip and then fades out on the palate a little bit 
I think it it's nice though because it is weaker than on the nose, but it covers the initial alcohol when you first take the sip, and then the the nut that we're getting mm-hmm. nicely kind of makes up for the fact that my tongue is as dry as the desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really isn't that dramatic, but no. for for an eight for like. When I'm drinking for eighty percent exactly. alcohol, it's pretty dramatic. When I'm when I'm regularly drinking one ten proof, it's usually about like this amount of dryness. I'm probably over exaggerating because, like you said, but forty percent I expect it to be like a walk in the park, and this does dry you out a little bit. I'd also throw in, and maybe this exaggerates the dryness a little bit, a little bit of like a tannic bitterness, like a little bit of that that barrel is is showing up and and making it a little bit bitter i've compared it before to the flavor when you lick an envelope to seal it a Mm. little bit of that kind of stays on your tongue yeah it actually does can you see that's actually i really see that now (laughs) yeah that's that's my best analogy for it or i think i've also said it's kind of like the bitter part of swiss cheese how swiss cheese has like that bitterness to it that's the type of flavor that it reminds me no, of. No, the envelope definitely is hitting me. The envelope. I is, taste envelopes that's, right now. That's pretty solid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit of that bitterness to it. I forget what the last one is that I said had that, but it, it's got that a little bit. So let's talk about the notes that they say you should get, uh, that Glenn Livett says you should get. This one I'm interested because I don't, a lot of them I could go like 10 directions with. Right. Right. But the, this one is like, it's fruit. It's like, unroasted nut <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a walnut and almond and then it's like multi finish yes and i think i think for me a pretty big one is honey for the the sweet i get a little bit of honey i don't get as strong as some other things okay but there's honey for sure yeah yeah i totally i think this is pretty straightforward and this is this is a straightforwardly fruity whiskey like this is you don't hunt out the fruit the fruit is there I remember that the first time I tried this, I remember thinking that. So, But I do like, before you read that, I yeah. do like that it's not, I feel like I'm destroying Crown today, but it's, it <laughs> it's doesn't... It's not like a flavored whiskey. It doesn't taste like a manufactured fruit. Exactly. Yeah. It tastes like a real, like this was sitting, like this was a barrel filled with apples right. for 10 years. Not like I dunked the green Halloween suckers in it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't, when we say fruity, we're talking from the perspective of a, an unflavored whiskey like this. Well, it doesn't have artificial fruit flavoring in it, but it's very fruit forward. If you wanted to introduce somebody to a whiskey that tasted like fruit, that wasn't fruit flavored, like that wasn't artificially flavored or whatever, you'd want to show them this probably. So speaking of which, here is what they give us on the tasting notes on the Glenlivet's website. Notes of pear and apple. Know what kind of apple? Red apple. Red hey. apple. <laughs> Meet a fabulous tropical twist. One thing that I guess I did mention of ripe bananas in syrup. Uh, I think together we're like... Together we nailed this. Three for four out of I, that. I had said syrup right out loud. You, that you wasn't said just syrup. in my Yeah, head. you said syrup. Yep. Um, so that is spot on syrup's pretty characteristic of scotch the maltiness yeah a hundred percent and then for the taste i said honey but we got rich caramel toffee notes are followed by mandarin orange vanilla and honeydew melon honeydew melon is interesting i kind of want to think about that now 
The long finish when I said that the fruit goes away really hard and then comes back, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed honeydew melon, but I can definitely see it. I, it was almost more like upfront orange, long lasting faint orange. Yes. I totally agree. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever eaten a honeydew before. <laughs> I'm not. That's the green one, right? Or is that the orange one? Oh, that's an awesome question. I think those are green and cantaloupe is orange, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I don't really like those. I don't like either <laughs> of them. I don't. I, I like cantaloupes okay, but yeah. Honeydew. I've had a bite of cantaloupe. I don't think I've ever had honeydew. So I can't tell you if but I know exactly what they smell like. And I can kind of see, like you were saying, how it starts to fade. You can kind of see it. It, um, it really, to me, it really fades and then comes back a little bit. Because it almost fades like there's no fruit left. Right. Is there any nut flavors or anything like that? No nut. They do say toffee. They say caramel toffee. So you could see that. Or the thing that I was thinking is, we said kind of like like almond or walnut, how it's got that little bit of bitterness to it. They put vanilla and I would say I taste almost no vanilla, but if you think about like vanilla extract or like a vanilla bean, mm-hmm. how it's bitter, it's kind of like that bitterness. So I could almost see that, not to accuse anybody, maybe that's what they were tasting, but but I could almost see that as a as a dressing up of the bitter flavor. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's it's vanilla, and I don't see a lot of vanilla. So bitter vanilla, almond and honey, and they say toffee and caramel. Mm-hmm. I can see where those sound better than our answers. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It sounds better than what we said. It definitely sounds more complex than what we said. Yeah. This one is not an extremely complex. That's. I think the good thing is if you started somebody on this, like you said, into like fruit flavored whiskeys that aren't artificially flavored, mm-hmm. is this one is very easy to be like, oh, I taste this, I taste this. It's not like a guessing game where it's right. like... Is this really alcohol and I'm making all this up? Right. I 100% agree. This is one of the most fruit forward, don't have to hunt out the fruit. I think if you gave this to a newer person and you said syrup slash honey, apple, orange, and then maybe some banana, I don't know. I think they'd be like, oh, yes. On that last sip, I got a little more banana and I'm trying to find vanilla and I still just get like nutty honey. Yeah, it, and it, if you think about it, like it doesn't make a lot of sense to have caramel, fruit, and vanilla. I almost feel like it's usually a, a I shouldn't say this because you, you do get caramel and vanilla a lot in like a bourbon, mm-hmm. but this is such a different flavor than a bourbon. It almost, there's like no room for the vanilla is kind of what I could see it. Like I said, honey, which you could argue is like a more vanilla-y caramel, <laughs> but I just don't see, I don't see strong vanilla. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, we didn't even talk about the finish yet. So the finish, it just says citrusy and delicate. I think that's fair. They should have added that it's kind of a long finish. Cause for me, this is kind of a long finish. I feel like that's a selling point, especially yeah. when you realize that by vanilla, they actually mean harsh. <laughs> yeah exactly we should throw in something a little helpful there like yeah like long finish the fruit does come back it is gonna suck your tongue dry <laughs> right right but in no way do i not like this i feel like we were pretty harsh on it yeah i agree i agree this i thought um i ex- expected less let me put it that i way. would say that somebody that is newer although this is like a decent pick for them to get into the fruit flavor i feel like it's not for somebody new new because 
I can't see you buying, spending the money on this when you're getting into it. No, and I would say, uh, you bring up a good point. This is not for new, new, new person. This is for, in my opinion, um, I am past, I'm past the harshness and whiskey now tastes good, but it doesn't really taste like anything. Like, oh, whiskey tastes good, but I don't take, people say fruit. I don't know what they're talking about. I think this could get you over that hump to, oh, this tastes like fruit. I feel like that or somebody who just got over like the middle and they start having like to actually pick what bottle they're going to go to that night. Right. Because they have a decent collection and you're like, oh, I want something that's like good for like sitting outside on a fall like daytime. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm. I'm a little bit impressed with it. I think it's a little bit harsh. It's maybe a little... I mean, I think this is about a lot of finished stuff. It could be gimmicky. It could be like we had this bad batch that doesn't taste great, so we put it in the rum barrel, and now this tastes super tropical. Because that... I mean, it is super tropical. It is. But for what it is, it's not too bad. I mean, it definitely... You don't have to hunt out the flavors. It's its own thing, really. Yeah. Like, it I is. wouldn't group it with anything, no, any other scotch no, this, that I've had at least. This would not be one where you were like, oh, I liked Monkey Shoulder. Where do I go next? This would not be on the list because it's just so different. Yeah. But so I poured some into each of these glasses. I'm thinking I'm even going to pour some into your glass if I have to sacrifice it because obviously you have to drive. I'm going to pour a little bit into your Glencairn and your Lowball. We're mm-hmm. going to go one, two, three, four to really try to make sure it should be Glencairn, Glencairn, lowball, lowball. We'll see. So I'm going to hold up. We have two Glencairns and two lowballs. I'm going to hold them up in order, and not like in any order that you know, and you're going to rank all of them. Mm. That way it should be the Glen top Karen, two ranking. Glencairn. Yes, we'll yeah. see. Okay. All right. Do I need to blindfold you or can I trust you? I got it. Number one. It's gone now. Okay. Good? Yep. Number two. Okay. Okay. I would put two over one. Okay. Number three. Okay. Okay. Number four. Okay. Ooh, that was a lot of apple. I would put four over three. Okay. I would put the winners of both of those as the top two. Okay, so that was... Can I open my eyes? Yeah, you can open them now. Okay. So you said... So your top two were Glencairn, Lowball. See, I'm not surprised. It's great. I want to try this now. I'm so... I'm bewildered by this. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. Number one. Okay. Number two. Okay. Hold on, let me lock in an answer here. I felt number two, I didn't smell as much until I leaned into it. I'm going to say number one was stronger for now. Okay. I guess locked in because we're only doing this once. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say the first. Okay, so for both of them, it was one, two, three, four. I'm picking one and three. The first was stronger both times. The first was. Okay, so you picked Glenn Karen. One and three. So the first out of both duels. Yeah, so you picked Glen Karen and then Lowball. Did I seriously? Yeah. That you did it just backwards of me where I picked 
Okay. Snowball, or right? Or no, we no, did you the same thing. Did. You yeah, we did, did the same thing. Wow. So and and so let's talk about another variable here. Is I poured these, I eyeballed all these. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is that I think we can conclude is the agitation and the volume of whiskey in the glass might be way more important than the type of glass you're using. I think so. See, now I still agree, and I think the main advantage of the Glencairn is, one, typical volumes, it's probably going to be better. Yeah. And if it's, especially if it's been sitting for five minutes. Right. Like it's going to continue to be better. Whereas they're pretty comparable when they're first poured and agitated. Two, it's easier to re-agitate. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I mean, and there are still, let's let's be real here. There are still benefits to Glencairn's, right? So you've got, it's easier to agitate because it's narrower at the top. You've got, as you mentioned, the volume, it's a small volume glass. So working with a small volume works out. And then you've also got, you know, you can hold at the bottom. You don't necessarily need to heat it up with your hands like you do a low ball. And um, lastly, like you said, as it's sitting, it's going to evaporate less, which is also going to retain some of those flavors, some of those fumes. Yeah. Now, I think I think undervalued might be is like warming it up with your hands. That could be the case. Because I think it's more enjoyable to drink out of the Glencairn because it doesn't... It just stays the temperature that it, it was stays when you poured it. It stays when you poured it, yeah. Yep. You could totally be right. So, I mean, but I'm not going to sit here and defend Glen Cairns. You know I'm biased to them. You know they're my favorite. But I am I am bewildered. I am shocked, truly. I, I am too. And I think, it, like I said, I think that reaffirms like when you did it and I picked it in the order we expected. Like if yeah. you would do it again, I could pick in a different order. Yeah, which makes me feel better, man. I was a little salty there for a second. I came in thinking it was going to be super distinct. and it was, Me too. It's not super distinct. I think... If you did that 10 times, like 10 different days, I think seven or eight times out of 10, you would go Glencairn wine glass low ball. I think you're probably right. I think, yeah, if you if you did it a ton of times, it would be more than 50%, but shockingly low because... Yeah, it would be less than, a definitely less than 100% as we yeah. proved. It would definitely probably be less than 80%, so that's why. That, that was my 7 out of 10. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And you might mix up the wine glass and lowball, but I feel like you'd pick Glencairn as the best probably 60 70% of the time. That's fair, I think. I, I think, as you mentioned, though, it is so not distinct. Like, it's so mm-hmm. much less. I expected you to hold it up and me to go, okay, and then you hold up the second one, I'd say, yeah, that first one was the Glencairn. And you hold up the third one, I'd be like, yeah, that, that third one was the lowball. I expected it to be that way and it was not at all. So, but even holding them here, like the amount that I can agitate oh, yeah. per second is such a difference that like I still even if even if I picked low ball every single time, I still feel like I would prefer to drink from a Glencairn for the the shape advantages. Yeah. And I'll also add the Glencairn, you've got a smaller target for your nose. So, the low ball, I don't know if you've noticed, if you if you nose the low ball and move your nose around, you get different amounts in different areas. Yeah. So like if you go like toward like near the rim, up past the center and up to the top, you get different levels of scent. So there I mean, once again, there's all kinds of things that go into it, but the normally advertised, you know, it's way easier to smell. I'm very shocked that it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. Yeah. It's not like if Glen Cairns cost like ten times what a low ball cost, yes, it wouldn't be worth it. Right, and good thing glassware's 
relatively cheap. <laughs> right, right. And I'll, I'll even add in, I think the good news to come out of this to maybe wrap up here is if you're at a bar that doesn't have Glen Cairns, it's really not the end of the world. I was about to say, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're, you're pretty Especially much... if they have a wine glass because without a blindfold on and like making sure there's consistency and like agitation and nose, I would say the wine glass is close enough that you're definitely fine for a bar. Like maybe yeah. don't order Pappy. <laughs> right. like the typical thing you're going to order if you're at the bar right you'll have no problem agitating uh if you do a, a snifter that has that short stem on it, not the long one that's really hard to, yeah. <laughs> to hold it by but if it's got that short stem then you're at least not warming it up so you kind of get similar elements yeah yeah well i am bewildered i am shocked i am impressed by the f- i'm really glad we did this blind because if i had just left this with episode i think it was 48 I thought for sure Glen Cairns were better, but there's a little bit of bias there. You got to do blind tastings. Yeah. I will say that this was a better than expected whiskey. Agreed. I didn't know what to think because I feel like a lot of times, just things in the world in general, like you take something that kind of sucks mm-hmm. and you do something different to make it good because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to sell it. And that's kind of the impression I had of this and going in. And that's the impression with a lot of like strange different finishes a lot people talk about it a lot with finished bourbons for sure 100 percent agreed it and with the bright label on it with all that you're kind of like is this going to be a little gimmicky and it so far i would venture to say i can't think of anything different i would venture to say this is the closest to a flavored whiskey i've ever had of a whiskey that's not flavored oh yeah the closest to tasting like a flavored whiskey I would 1000% agree with that. This, if you gave me this completely blind, didn't tell me what it was, I would, I would probably be able to guess that it was a scotch for sure. Yeah. Cause it's multi. I mean, yeah, the scotch, the multi part makes it easy, but I would say, where'd you get a flavored scotch? Right. Yeah. Cause like you'd never even see flavored scotches. Yeah. So yeah. So I think well, in closing here, it, Glenlivet Caribbean reserve better than I anticipated it being. I would say fairly priced. It's not it's not like go rush out and buy it if you can find it for the 45 bucks, but it's good. It's probably worth the $45. And it's the one thing I'll say which is the reason that I will probably continue to keep it on my shelf is it's different. It's something different if you're drinking a lot of single malts, it's for sure going to be different. Yeah. And it's kind of a uh, neat cuz it's like your scotch with the twist without the twist. <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of gives you that orange twist because it does it has that orange kind of zest to it all right well that's all we've got for this review of the Glenlivet and this comparison of the different glass shapes i am totally shocked if you tried this at home if you got your significant other to help you with this blind tasting let me know how it went for you if you didn't then maybe you want to because i promise you you will be shocked this was a way bigger way less difference than i expected it to be that's for sure but that is all that we can say possibly about this subject we tried it i think three times so i will leave you guys with learn to drink drink to learn or in this case learn to nose nose to learn i guess 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.